What up? What's happening? I, I feel very Atlanta-ish right now. As a New York native, I feel like I need to be on all my ATL. Yeah. Now, what's happening? It, it, you know, copacetic, all that, all that good stuff. Um, today, I have Joe Buttonface, my good friend. <laughs> Uh, oh no my no, guy Jonathan <laughs> what's going on brother not a whole lot man uh those of you who are living under a rock um this gentleman was we're gonna call him episode episode 100 he was a big part of the panel discussion but a bigger part of uh the tail end of episode 100 and what I thought was special for you guys. Uh, he represented the notorious B.I.G. in our Biggie versus Pac battle. So, sir, thank you for that. And I guess this is us catching up. And thank you for having me, bro. Hey, man, this is the least I can do. I don't really have a talk show or anything to invite you up to or money to give out to anybody, but at least I can do is have somebody up that I can talk to. So, hey, I hear that, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, we got we got a lot of stuff to run through. Um, I, I guess we start uh, starting A, man. Two up, two down. Peace up, A town down. <laughs> Can I, can I ask who gets credit for that more? Is that eight, Atlanta or Virginia? Because Virginia trying to steal that too. Um, I mean, I only know for Atlanta for doing that. I mean, I've heard like whispers of Virginia doing it, but I'd, I'd say Atlanta. But what do I know? I'm from I'm I'm from neither place, so <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. You ask someone from Virginia, you know what they're going to say. You ask someone from Atlanta, you know what they're going to say, you know? You ask someone from Brooklyn, and it's like, what the fuck? Whatever, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I've only heard it, like, in the term of Atlanta, so, for the most part. Yeah, man, it, it's almost like uh, I hate uh, Mets fans. I don't want to rile you up, but it's oh like God. the New York really? Yankee symbol is the symbol for New York, like everything related to New York. Like people even look at the Mets symbol as being like all that. If you're not a Mets fan, so again, sorry, Mets fans, but whatever. It's not well, I, 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 I mean, speaking as a Mets fan, I can honestly say that I think the logo for the Mets is like kind of ugly. Like that, that orange, like, weird looking ny logo that they have I, i'm not i'm not feeling it bro like <laughs> that's why i have a yankee hat instead of a mets hat but i definitely root for the mets makes no sense but you know it is what it is i, I mean sure <laughs> i guess <laughs> hey, i don't expect you to understand it's all good man. <laughs> hey man i mean i know several people who specifically by Yankees hats because they like the logo. They may hate the team, but they like the logo. So mm -hmm. it makes more sense than you think. But from a Mets fan, um, <laughs> well, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you've been living under a rock, um, the Battle of the Trappers, Gucci, Guap, <laughs> and 
Big Snow, as I'm going to refer to him for the rest of my life. Big Snow. Um, Jeezy. Young Jeezy, Young Jizzle. Uh, they had a versus this. If you're hearing this, it's they had it on Thursday. So if you're hearing this and don't know what happened, I'm sorry for you. I'm not gonna spoil alert you because you had ample time to listen. Indeed. <laughs> How did you feel about that? Uh, Gucci, uh, Jeezy, which was originally supposed to be Jeezy TI. I mean, initially. I was I I really liked the the Jeezy and Ti battle because it just it, it was kind of even for me, but then like knowing the history that like Jeezy and Gucci have, like when I heard that Gucci was taking Ti's place, I was just kind of confused, given all like the history between them and then like what kind of lines were crossed. So I was just like like I put myself in like Jeezy's shoes and I'm just like, I would never do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was I was just like like I was just like my initial feeling of it was just confusion like just like why is this happening like how could this actually take place you know but that's just me though a lot of people who uh don't know the the deep roots of why everybody was saying oh well this is a, a heated rivalry are they gonna have bulletproof vests on when they do this uh the short version of it um, somebody made an attempt on somebody else's life. It didn't work, and somebody lost a, a close friend. That's the long and the short. I'm not going to add names to it. it. That's just the gist of the story. Um, so yeah, you, you get that, and you get 15 years of animosity. So I, like you, was surprised that we were getting uh, these two gentlemen in the same room. I thought it was fake at first. I didn't know. I didn't know it was official. Like. Up until the battle, I kept saying, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's going to cancel, like, right before, like, the actual day, right? Yeah, I, I had a feeling, like, you know, <laughs> Swiss and Tim, no matter how diplomatic they tried to be, my thought was, these two niggas ain't going to do that. But I was wrong. They showed, they showed up, and I was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was just, my, my mind was blown just... Just I, I did I, like as soon as it started, like even the way it started, like with like, I mean, Gucci Man gate big, I mean, damn near cut Stacey Abrams off and just started rapping a diss track at that. And I'm just like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So I want us to look at this battle in uh three different categories. We're not gonna sit here and go round for round, but I wanna try to make it entertaining and fun. Three different categories. Bravado. Bravado is, damn, that's that's a good one. I, 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 okay, okay, continue. Want me to go do all three first, or you want to uh, do one at a time? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I thought you were asking me right now. All right, we'll, 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 do, we'll do one at a time. So, Bravado. All right, so bravado, Jeezy, Gucci. Honestly, the fact that Gucci was able to perform all those diss tracks, especially the truth, right in Jeezy's face, and all with all the shit that he was talking throughout the entire battle, 
bravado has to go to Gucci because he clearly had like no fucks given. You know what I'm saying? Like there were no fucks given with Gucci. I'll I'll give that to him. Even though I'll say, you know, <laughs> Jeezy, Jeezy did have a lot of bravado too. And especially his DJ. His DJ was on one. Like he had a lot of bravado. And did Jeezy's DJ? He was oh, yeah, talking yeah, 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 crazy yeah. the whole yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd, 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 I'd probably give him like second place for as far as bravado goes. I looked at it different. Um, yeah, like you, Gucci was talking out the gate. Uh, and when he started out with a diss track, I was like, we're not going to get to the end of this battle. That, we're, we're, just, we're not going to see. This might be the first battle. I felt like it was going to end in a shootout. <laughs> um, I, I just, I like, uh, I like Jeezy's approach of I'm unbothered. No matter what you're saying, no matter, no matter, like you talking, getting all animated, and I scored to Jeezy only for this segment and this segment only. After Truth. And Jeezy gave that speech and basically was like, nigga, I'm the reason why you up here. Like, mm. I called you. Mm. That's when I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and when, and when uh, yeah, yeah. And then he dropped the song like the um, Get get Your Mind Right. Yeah. That was, that was kind of epic right there. I won't even hold yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get, I'm not trying to, for those looking for a score, Jeezy won a lot. <laughs> very very little it was I don't think I've seen a more one-sided uh, versus but yeah bravado after Gucci was trying to be all rah-rah even with after performing truth Jeezy was just like fam the real let's 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 call it what it is the reason why you up here is because I called you up here I wanted the world to see us like well I would I would I would I wouldn't call it bravado as much as I would call it poise. Like Jeezy had a lot of poise. You know what I'm saying? Like with all, like, you know, just being able to like keep his composure. Well, I would even call it composure, like having the composure to still, you know, even talk his shit and to, you know, get through it. You know what I mean? And even like while he was trying to talk and Gucci was like cutting him off or whatever, he still kept a certain poise and composure to say what he had to say without like going overboard or jumping out the window. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you mentioned the other category and this is kind of wild that I'm using this as a category for the verses, but uh, DJ showmanship. Oh my God. Jeezy all the way. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> All the way. Yo, he went to the other DJ and was like, yo, why are you using someone else's tags for? Like, <laughs> once he said that, I'm just like, wow. Wow. That dude wants all the smoke. <laughs> you know, this this uh, Jeezy uh, Gucci battle showed me, and well, no, we had to lay out with um, Kiss and Fab how a DJ could either ruin the battle or make it really epic. Absolutely. And I think um, 
I don't think Jeezy put his list together at all. I think his DJ just knew what was going to be a nuke, as we would say in our uh, in our battles, our, our uh, corner yes. versus. We'll, we'll we'll get to corner versus later on, but it's like, and, and I guess this is why I say going back to the bravado point because Jeezy said so many times, I ain't even warm up yet. Like we ain't even get hot yet. Yeah, yeah. We, we ain't even get hot yet. We, 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 yeah, he, he told his DJ. No, but but the I, DJ was ready. He was ready to take it there. Oh no, no the I'm DJ not, wanted to take it there, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The D, Jeezy DJ wanted to take it there, one thousand percent. And yeah. <laughs> I remember at one point, Jeezy said to the DJ, "I ain't even take this llama coat off yet, man. I ain't even get hot yet." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, this nigga's on a different level right now." <laughs> This thing is yeah. on a completely different level. Um, yeah. But in that, I think it's important as a DJ, know what's going to work. And of course, Jeezy's DJ, his showmanship, he kept saying, oh, scream it, scream, scream it out, of, sing, sing with me at home. Like he was inviting, because it was like he knew yeah, everybody's at home. We're not all in Magic City like we would we, like we would want to be with you, gentlemen. Right. We're all at home, and he kept saying, "Sing words out loud at home." They going crazy at home right now, like so. He he was constantly making sure like the energy was felt. Because I know when I was watching, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like when they played yeah. this, when they played that, I'm like, "Yeah, this nigga's bugging." And it's two things. It's two things. He know he knows his artists. And he knows his artist's uh, audience. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's like really important for a DJ. Like in general, not even just in the verses, just in general. And you could tell like Jeezy DJ, like he's been, he's been fucking with, D, uh, with Jeezy for a minute now. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell because he just knew what to do, which was, which was dope. So yeah, as far as DJ goes, Jeezy all the way, all the way. And the last category I want to talk about, I want to say charisma. And that's why I give Gucci the edge because when he gave his little, uh, man, you see my outfit? My fit cost $10,000. Look at, look at my opponent. Look at my look opponent. At my opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm like, wow. Wow. Cause I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could even get still give him points for bravado for that. Cause really, he looked like a '70s pimp with that outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> all, he, all he was missing was like the top hat with the feather on it, and he would have been set. <laughs> so the fact that he would still, you know, do that, knowing—I mean, not even knowing, but was just just looking the way he looked, like, yeah, man. But I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'll I was hoping we got the black Bart, and it never came. Uh, I saw G when Jeezy broke out the snowman, uh, snowman piece. I was like, "Oh, okay. I see what type of time we on tonight." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeezy was on like on demon time for pretty much the whole the whole battle. Like he didn't leave two thousand five until like round thirteen. Like, you know, just... the crazy part is not even crazy, but what I do, what I thought was so dope from him and his DJ, like, Gucci kept trying to be like, I got car heads. And Jeezy was like, yeah, I right, nigga, that's cute, but uh, I'm, I'm staying right here with the classics. 
Like Jeezy's yeah. ad libs in a battle alone were fire. Like of course. He was like, hey, I don't need, I don't need, I had never heard that before, but guess what? We're gonna stay with the classics. I'll tell you what though, we're gonna stay with the class. Like the whole time I was like, oh nah, Jeezy yeah. swagging his joint out, like, and he don't even care. Like there's cameras there or not. This nigga swag swagging this That's whole that composure, bro. Out. That's he had a game plan and he stuck to it, man. You know, like and I mean Gucci's saying he has current hits. Like, what what current hits does he have? Because some of the stuff he played, I never even heard before. Fam, what I thought was a complete G check, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, tell me. But when Gucci played his uh his Drake feature, and and Jeezy was like, Oh, that that that's cute. That's that's cute, and then played Go Crazy. Like it was a big joker card for me. I'm like, oh yeah, nah. You niggas, you niggas are on a different level right now. That was you know, to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, this nigga little little bro in a Gucci right now." Oh, you know how you know you know how you know that's a G check, bro, because he could have played his song with Drake to rebuttal that, but instead he just just completely jump out of window and played go crazy. Just you know, like that's that's just like a power move, even. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I was like, God damn! <laughs> yeah, you gonna you gonna play something with um with Mans? I'm gonna play something from Big Homie. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I wonder what the energy in Atlanta was or even is right now because I mean, Jeezy's entourage, get... not Jeezy, Gucci's entourage, made me feel like if it, I I was at home and I was tense. I don't know what the room felt like, but at home I was like, oh no, nah, these niggas on. They're going to shoot somebody. I mean, if I could only assume, which, I mean, that's all I could do. I'm pretty sure, like, Atlanta was treating this like some kind of Super Bowl. Like, what CJ was telling me yesterday, like, on 21 Savage's uh, Instagram, like, he, there was, like, footage of, like, you know, he, like, he basically had a watch party with, like, a bunch of people watching the... Uh, the battle or whatever. And um, I would only imagine like, it was like that pretty much all over the city. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's just, I mean, Gucci man, you say whatever you want about him. He's a big deal out there. Yeah. And the same thing for Jeezy. So it's like, when they go head to head, it's like everyone in Atlanta is going to watch And I'm pretty sure like, yeah, like every, everybody probably felt tense out there for sure. Because if we did, they definitely did for, you know, being closer to it. And then, um, and I'm pretty sure, like, as far as, like, who they had money, I'm pretty sure that split down the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like to see how people from Atlanta actually had it scored. Because uh, somebody from outside. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to automatically go with Jeezy because he just has more of that reach. He, he reached further than Gucci did with with his impact or influence and his, just his music in general. I was outside and the people say this, like, and they weren't really outside. I was outside when TM101 dropped. I was in Miami, actually. I was underage with a, a <laughs> fake ID. Actually, I was too. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I, I was outside Miami. And when Jeezy was performing at some club, um, and it wasn't like live or none of that stuff. So, you talking about like hole in the wall club that a whole bunch of hood niggas is at. 
And the only reason why we knew that Jeezy was there was because when we walked past, there was no security outside. It was just a bunch of hood niggas and mm-hmm. snowman t-shirts. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I know what type of, I know what time it is in here. And I'm definitely not going in there because if there's no security outside, you can imagine what's happening inside. So I was like, yeah. yep, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that was, that was my freshman year in college when that album came out and I was in Miami. Like I went to FIU and um, yeah, like you couldn't get away from that album. And I'm talking about that whole album. Like you see, you, you were you were uh, up, up here when Get Rich or Die Trying came out. Yes. Yes. And you remember like how they played that whole album everywhere in New York. Right. Yeah. It was the same thing in Miami. Jeezy and I'm sure in Atlanta too but definitely in Miami because I know I know because I was there like that's all everybody played was Jeezy 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 some snap music Jeezy you know what I'm saying like that was it it got to a point uh I'm gonna say I'm late on uh, the 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 wave because when TM 101 came out I didn't understand it I I didn't catch it. Soul Survivor, was that one-on-one? Yes. Yeah, I heard Soul Survivor. I seen the video. I was like, oh, okay. So when I heard the, yeah, and ad-libs, I'm like, eh, I'll come <laughs> around to it. I'll come around to it when I get when I get some time. Like, I ain't rushing to it. And when I finally listen, I'm like, oh, okay. This this is what it's, the hype is about. Okay, I got you. See, for me, I had homeboys who loved Jeezy, so... Like I said, I couldn't get away from it. So I would like, I think even before I heard like shit like Soul Survivor or and then what? Like I was hearing album cuts like Bottom from the Map or Gangster mm-hmm. Music, Standing Ovation. I heard that first and I'm just like, word? <laughs> so I would say that when I heard them, I was, I was immediately fucking with it. So. Gucci make you want to go in your kitchen and just bust down some baking soda. It's like, you just, you don't even know what you're doing. He make you want to go in the kitchen and get the wrist working with some baking soda. That's what, that's what, that's the feeling Gucci give me when I, when I listen to him. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, look, I tried to li- actually listen to some Gucci man like a couple weeks ago. And even, and, I, and I've tried before, but I tried a couple, like as recent as two weeks ago. And honestly, me personally, I, I don't get it, bro. I, don't, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple songs that are cool that I like, but overall, it's just like, nah. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'll never deny the impact that he had in Atlanta or still has in Atlanta or his influence, but as far as me liking his music, that's 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 a pass for me, buddy. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Uh, even though it was two artists who did not like each other, it kind of the timing of the battle came perfect in terms of what what's happening outside and with rappers and things like that. Like it's yeah. just bad news with um, rappers being gunned down, rappers mm-hmm. being shot. Like this mm-hmm. battle came at a perfect time yeah where it sort of kind of not took your mind off it but it gave you a break because you weren't necessarily talking about the deaths 
or you know right. people being shot you were actually like oh nah we get into back to the music like with artists that have uh gener generated a movement not even just like if out outside of atlanta like you said people may not know gucci as well as they know jeezy but you can't deny the movement that gucci helped create for atlanta of course of course and i i feel like that battle like no matter who you had winning it was just, you know, you, you said it was a break. I feel like it was just breaking the cycle of just the string of bad news that we've been getting. See what yeah. I'm saying? Which is a good thing. Um, even though, like, after that, I don't know if you heard about uh, that dude, uh, Quando Rondo, putting that that um, that diss track out about King Vaughn. Yeah. <clears throat> that wasn't and smart. <laughs> I... I I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I wish we had our our Chirac expert. Uh, uh, what? You what? <laughs> Look out for the cookout. Uh, yeah, I wish we had our Chirac expert, uh, Mister Lookout, uh, for the cookout here to kind of talk to us or talk to us about it. But when they were beefing before, I I forget which one of them said it, but one of them said, "Oh, I'm about to uh, I'm about to tell God he about the." clear space or something like that. And I was like, okay, I ain't messing with nothing. These two niggas about to get into. Yeah. And yeah. it just shows like, uh, I don't want to call it classless, but it was low. Oh yeah. It, it, I mean, I feel like it is classless. <laughs> like that's like, I'm, I can't even think of another word for it. You know, like they just, they just, they just take it too far, man. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, rest in peace to those that lost their lives uh, due to the violence and stuff like that. Uh, get well soon to uh, Boosie and Benny the Butcher. It's yeah. Just, outside is just for hip hop. It's just not like I heard Joe Button say, ironically enough, Joe Button faces here, but I heard Joe <laughs> Button say. <laughs> It, it gives you early 90s vibes in New York. If you remember what New York felt like in the 90s in terms of just the griminess of outside, yeah, you can see like that's what's happening right now. Like even, yeah. even far removed from it. But um, to go into a lighter space since we're on music and things like that, The Corner just celebrated five years. Indeed. Indeed. Of Inception. Um, for those of you who don't know what the corner is, too bad. Uh, it's sort of <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Uh, it, it's a it's a Facebook Facebook group that talks about music, and I'm sure you guys are in your groups, and everybody disagrees and has uh, arguments over their likes and. Uh, who they hate and who they who they champion, but the corner is actually a place where it you still get all of that, but it seems like it's I don't want to say condensed, but I will I I would like to say the conversations don't in most cases have people getting their feelings. Right? Do you agree? I, I I agree wholeheartedly, especially as someone who's been like not just other Facebook groups, but like 
message boards that, you know, discuss music or even like talking to people, some certain people in person about music, like you'd be surprised what triggers people or how easily people get triggered over like a disagreement of opinion or whatever. Meanwhile, I feel like in the corner, like I feel like most people kind of handle that kind of thing with grace and I can appreciate that. And I mean, there's a lot of people I disagree with in the corner, but <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. But it's like it's it's <laughs> but it's like, you know, that's your opinion. That's what you like. I respect it. I always respect it, you know. And, and you I, know, I, there'll be there'll be jokes, you know, here and there, but you know, that's all it is, is jokes. Like Yeah, I, I've learned a long time respect. ago. I've learned a long time ago not to argue with people on Facebook because at some point you're just you're not even hearing what the other person is. You're just so busy making your point. And it's like, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be in a thousand common thread with no one really hearing what the other person saying. People are just like, yeah, but this is my point and that's that. I don't care about your point. Okay, well then exactly. why are we even going through this back and forth to begin with? Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's a couple people in there that's like that, but I mean, it's not a perfect science. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like, what I do with that is just like, all right, cool. Have a good one. God bless. <laughs> what was your, what was your, uh, I don't want to say your thought process, but you are the founder of The Corner. That's why we're talking about this. For those who may not understand, I'm like, why are you niggas talking about this group, The Corner? Because Jonathan is the, the, the creator of it. What made you want to put uh, this group together and I want to say moderate it like you do. Like, I know you have a love for music. That's why you were up here before. Indeed. But what? So, Talk okay. about the corner. Okay. So the way the corner came about is I was actually on my way back to, like, I was moving from here to Florida to live for about a year. I went on a train. While I was on this train, I, um, you know, I was just randomly Facebooking and I was in a group called The Glass House, which is a sports group that we're both in. And I would see like, you know, sports posts and whatever, but I would see a lot of music posts too. And for me, it just felt kind of cluttered that, you know, there would be music posts and sports posts like all bundled up in one. So I felt like, and, and the, the admin for that group is my boy Rob. So I'm like, you know, I, I, I figured he would want just more sports posts in his group than anything else. So what I what you know, this is just out of like respect for him. What I did was I, I, I was like, let me make a, a music group and just add the same people that are in that in that group. into this one and then they could what if they want to talk about music, just do it there. And then if you want to talk about sports, do it over there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I'm not even sure how I came up with the connoisseur's corner. I think that was just like a, a fluke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there's no real rhyme or reason why I called it that, but it was just like a random, all right, I'm calling it this. I'm adding these people here and then just going from there. I did not think it was going to, be as 
as good of a group as it is. And I didn't, I, I hadn't, I mean, if you would have told me five years ago that five years from now, we'd be celebrating five years with about like 400 plus members or whatever, I'd be shocked. I would have been shocked in 2015, but here we are. And I love it, you know? Yeah, I, I think I got invited to all those groups around the same time and never commented in any of them because I was just like, the group thing was new to me because I was like, what I, the When heck? I say I invited everybody, you were probably one of them too. Like, if you were in the glass house and yeah, I just, yeah, just come on over. <laughs> nah, but, and that's what I'm saying. Even for glass house, I was like, one day, like, I, I think I had notifications turned on. I had got a new phone and notifications on. And my phone was going bananas and i'm like what the heck and i kept seeing glass house glass i'm like what is this and I, I was in the group but i i didn't really comment that much and then when i like paid attention i'm like oh okay and that's when i started you know talking more and uh bringing my point of view in and same for the corner like again i when i was migrated over <laughs> it was one of those things it was like Yo, fam, what is this? But I do like, I'm not going to give away all the sauce because if you listen and you got your own music group, get your own ideas. But I do like um, the different things that are done in terms of engagement and implementing um, just around music itself. Mm -hmm. Like um, us doing this versus type thing back in March when like everybody was at home giving us something to do mm -hmm. uh we ran through basically every every artist you can think of like so when verses actually happen it's like nigga we seen that battle four months ago <laughs> we're, we're, we're giving them ideas now basically yeah basically <laughs> but you you mentioned um the marriage of sports and music like I, they seem to just go on in hand all the time like they do whether artists trying to be rappers or rappers trying to be athletes like big said you either sling crack rock or got a wicked jump shot man so mm -hmm. it's it's, it, it's that thing where they're always gonna run not parallel to each other but almost side by not even side by side they intertwine no matter how you look at it no matter how you try to spice it up master p uh played in the nba so yeah like, Shaq made an and album. <laughs> Kobe tried to rap too, bless his heart. But yeah, you, you get that, you get that intertwining. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, Trevor Rizia is probably on his fourth team this week uh, in terms of trades. He might be traded again by the time we finish this podcast. But yeah, he uh, will be. He will be. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on, uh, free, well, first off, before we get to free agency, I'm just going to say, I said in the beginning of the, the, the whole bubble and NBA playing, I should be happy that NBA is coming back by Christmas, but I'm not. I'm no, not. no. Let, let me tell you why. I feel like the excitement I would have had for the NBA coming back was taken away because they had this bubble experiment. I was against the bubble from the inception. Don't do Same. it. Cancel Same. the season. Just like count the season as a loss. I know money's involved. Count the season as a loss. Let's start up again. Because my whole thing was, okay, so if we're playing playoffs 
in whatever month, the season's about to start all over again anyway. So why don't we just wait? Let the season pick up brand new. That was my beat. So, like, all of the stuff that's happening with the draft and trades, that's supposed to be, like, summer stuff to me. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Like, blockbuster deals, you're thinking, oh, yeah, now you know, summer's here. We about to, like, football starts, got a couple weeks, then basketball's back. I feel like basketball ended two weeks ago. It, it, it does feel like that. It does feel like that. And you know what's crazy? Like, I was talking to Juan the other day. And he was, and he just randomly just uh, messages me and says draft day, and I'm just like, huh? And it was like, yeah, NBA draft day. It's today. I'm just like, nah, that that doesn't even sound right. Draft yeah. day in, in in November. <laughs> it's just, well, it's two, 2020 is full of surprises, and that's just one of them. <laughs> I I can't get excited like I would like to. Like I'm a basketball head. But I just feel like I feel like it's overkill. I feel like we literally just watched the finals, and now we oh. have the draft, and now three. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, the I'm still starting again from the finals, bro. <laughs> and now we're gonna do it all over again. Like the the only thing for me though is that I love fantasy sports, especially fantasy basketball. So I am kind of happy that's coming back in a sense. Because that always, like, boosts my interest in the sport, even though I already, I already love basketball. But, like, it gives me more incentive to watch. See what I'm saying? Fantasy basketball, uh, like, I'm a big fantasy sports guy, too. But fantasy basketball, even though I play it every year and I get annoyed with it every year, it's too much. You got games every <laughs> every night. It's like, fam, like, I would have to set my lineups a week out because I'm like, I'm not going to remember to do it every day. So, like, I'll just pick one day, set it for the week. Like, next week, same thing. Set it for the week. I don't even I, know I, if there was winners for last year's, for this year's uh, NBA fantasy for, um, basketball. Well, I think fantasy got, just got canceled completely because I know my league did. Like, they, they like, com- like, my league completely shut down before, like, the bubble and everything because it was like, what's the point if there's only going to be, like, what 10 games left yeah there's no point but as far as like you know i guess setting up the lineups i kind of do the same thing that you do like i set up the lineup like what like the start of the though the fantasy week is usually like on a monday so i'll do it then but luckily for me like the league that i run like Everyone, except it's usually always one or two people that don't, that aren't as enthusiastic as the others. So, so you got an opening spot. I hear you. I mean, let me know. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> let me know, bro. I got you. Um, we usually just like we usually keep up with our rod. Like we look at like the free like the free agency, like where you could pick up players and drop players or whatever. Like that's that should that like the, that shit will be on fire. Like every day, like the, like certain teams will like pick players and drop players, pick players and drop players. Like I do the same thing too. I don't. I try not to do it as much. But my point is, is that like I'm lucky enough to have people that actually love playing fantasy basketball and like enjoy like doing shit like that. You know what I mean? 
looking at yeah. their rosters it's, it's every like day. Competition. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it makes it more fun, you know? I feel like I'm blessed in that sense as far as, like, my league goes. Um, as of you listening to this episode, uh, just a couple of moves that have been made in free agency. Um, Hayward, Gordon Hayward's in Charlotte. Dwight Howard t- tweeted that he wanted to be a Laker for life and then minutes later went to sign a deal with the Sixers. Idiot. Um, <laughs> which is crazy to me. Uh, Chris Paul is with Devin Booker in Phoenix. Uh, Montrez Harrell left the Clippers to go to the Lakers. And crazy. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday, they... Uh, Milwaukee emptied the clip to get him high price for Drew Holiday, but whatever. Wes Matthews is a Laker, and uh, Clay Thompson is injured again. <sighs> I feel so bad for him, man. I, I well, not so bad, not so bad. I feel bad for him because you know it sucks for any player to get hurt like that, but no, I, I mean. I don't know if he'll be able to play the same. I mean, he's definitely not going to be able to play the same, but I don't know how long his career is going to be after this. But no matter give me a what, list, like, give me a list of top three uh, athletes whose careers were in, uh, ended because of injury. Top three. Top three? Oh, man. Damn. Who, who, who is there? I mean, the first person that came to mind was Brandon Roy. That was my yeah. dude. That was yeah. my dude, man. And that is, that is, I mean, for me, that's a sad story. Because he was really good. And then, like, how many years did he even play? Did he even play five years, five seasons? I know when he, when he started to get hot is when he had the injury. And it was just like, because I remember Steve, um, Stuart Scott used to call him Brandon Wah. And I, I used to laugh at him all the time. <laughs> Rest but, in peace, Stuart Scott, man. Yeah, man. It'd never be another, like, Stu Scott. Um, but yeah, he he was a he was a baller. Um, I'm not no disrespect to your guy buckets, but Brandon was a nigga that could turn it up any point in time in the game. Like no matter oh, yeah. if he went 0 for 15 the first half, he was going to turn it up the second half, oh, and yeah. you were going to have to guard him for 48 minutes. Oh yeah, but yeah, I agree, with Brandon. Um, I feel I feel like a, I feel like another player that oh well that there's actually two like I just thought of another one like these two players like if they weren't like so like injury prone like they could have like really been great and I mean even if you look at the, their careers still it's like yeah these guys were ballers bro like and the two people I'm talking about is uh Grant Hill Mm-hmm. And uh, Tracy McGrady, especially Tracy McGrady, because when he was on, he was on, like completely. You know what I mean? Like that game against the Spurs, where he scored how many in like a minute and a half or so? Yeah, he's he, legendary. He bugged out. Yeah. Um, I think Yellis is the names that come to mind all the time and 
my personal fave who's on this list is uh Penny, man. Yo, Penny's another one. It hurts my heart that Penny's on that list of just limitless talent, but injury after injury after mm-hmm. injury mm-hmm. makes you uh end the season before um end your career before yeah. you like you you peak, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case for Clay. Um I who have been a habitual Golden State. Uh, I, I, I like the way they play. And I've, I had to admit to myself, niggas say you like them. You can't just keep saying, like, it, it's not, oh, Golden State and the Cavs, you're rooting against LeBron. Nigga, you like the way they play. And don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to say you like the way they yeah. play. Yeah. So I, I've been um, a habitual Golden State. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was excited for them this year. So I'm like, oh, niggas got an extra break. Clay coming back, Steph coming back, and mm-hmm. it like, and it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two years well, back to back and two crazy injuries. It's not like it's a, a, a freak accident. Like, ACL and Achilles is wild. Oh, yeah. That's tough to come back from. Very tough. And it's very tough to like come back and be like the same player. It, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? And it's like when you, I mean, you know, Lord willing, you do come back, you know, you have to play, you can't play, you, you have to play a safer, you have to play a more cautious game. You have to play a more like a scared game, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? But I'll say like with Clay, like I feel like even like, let's say his career ends in about two years, right? I feel like he still has like a legacy as like one of the best two-way players of all time. Oh nah, for sure. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I hate when people bring rings into the category, but he I don't think Golden State wins three rings without Clay Thompson. They don't. They don't. They don't. No way they do. <laughs> like, and that's another thing. Like Clay Thompson's like one of the best three-point shooters of all time. I mean, Steph is the absolute GOAT. But Clay, you could argue that Clay's in the top five, at least top ten. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, they they complemented each other very very well. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. The the, the foundation of uh, building that team up through draft picks panned out for them, and in the end, you know, yeah. three rings could have had four in a five year span. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, I always said, like, if Golden State would have won that uh, Toronto championship, you're talking to, you're, you're in dynasty category now because yeah. that would be uh, four rings in five years. Regardless, whatever you got to say about KD uh, going over to Golden State after being eliminated um, <laughs> in OKC, whatever. But four rings, if that were to happen, four rings in five years. That's a now we're talking. We're putting you in that uh, echelon of dynasty. Like it, it's not yeah. like your food. They'd be up there fluke. with the Spurs, the Bulls. You name it, man. That would have been a three P, right? If they won in Toronto. Uh yeah, yep. That would have been a three P. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking four rings in five years with a three P on your resume and. The, the record for uh, the 
73 wins and nine losses, like all of that stuff. They were supposed to win that year, but they, they yeah. you know, some some BS happened in the finals. We won't get into that, though, but yeah. Anyway. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm dedicating – I want to give a week of my life to just LeBron hate and how he shouldn't be <laughs> where people place him. I'm going to dedicate a week of my life <laughs> and just, just spew – all types of hate, all, all types of hate. Yeah. But um, yeah, somebody said it with the bubble thing. Going back to that, like if you think uh, the bubble is gonna stop LeBron James from from no, if you think the bubble is gonna stop Adam Silver from giving LeBron James another championship, you crazy. And I laughed at it, but I'm like, see, this is why I hate stuff like this because I don't yeah. want I don't want to feel like sports is rigged. I love it too much. But sometimes yeah. you make me scratch my head and be like, all right, fam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying. But I'm <laughs> just saying. I mean, yeah, I I I I hate I I mean, I kind of just hate the thought of like sports being rigged, but I understand that the possibility is very real. You know what I'm saying? And once this I mean, once the season started and they had ADM just like we kind of know who's going to win this. We kind of know how this is going to end. You know what I mean? Or what's going to happen at the end. Not necessarily how, per se, like who they're going to beat together. Like, honestly, I'm the biggest Heat fan you'll ever know. Next to Melissa. Shout out to her. <laughs> if you would have told me in the beginning of the season that they were going to be in the finals, I would have been shocked. I would have been happy, but I definitely would have been shocked. So... I'm just happy I'll that they, they you, went that far. I'll say it for you because you, you, you people probably uh, say you're using it as an excuse. But the Lakers went against a Heat team that wasn't healthy. If the Heat are healthy in the finals, we're looking at it. To me, we're looking at a different outcome. I mean, Say yeah. what you want. Yeah. Say what you – what was it? Uh, five games? Six. Is the finals went? Six. Six games. That Heat team, should, that heat team shouldn't have made it six games. Yo, seriously. Just Jimmy. Seriously. And Bam, how many games did Bam miss? Like two? Yeah. Two and Dragic basically talk- missed the whole series. Yeah. That and team still went shouldn't to six. have made it six games with just Jimmy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if the whole team was healthy, that game, that series is going to seven. And the last thing that LeBron wants is for that series to go to seven. Because once it goes to seven. Yeah. Confidence is all the way up for Miami. See what I'm saying? The confidence yeah. was up when they uh like because there's no home court advantage anyway. That that's the one thing I did like about the bubble was no mm-hmm. home court advantage. I don't want to hear anything about oh my fans wait till we get back home. No, nigga, go out there and ball. Like exactly, exactly. And and like this playoffs, like I, honestly, the bubble really helped me to see how much of a baller. Jimmy Butler actually is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I see why they call him Jimmy Buckets. Like, I knew he was good before, obviously. But, like, the way he played, like, once the bubble started, and especially in the playoffs, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I get it now, you know? I don't want to say it was a, a redemption time for Jimmy, but I think people were starting to uh, – 
play with his name in terms of the NBA and like the teams he's been on and like mm-hmm. calling him a diva and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. I think this show, this was, this might've been like redemptive year for Jimmy. And I'm glad yes, that he was able to showcase that. Absolutely. And I, I would give credit to the Miami organization too. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like if they, you know, didn't do right by Jimmy, Jimmy would have spoke about it. Jimmy's very outspoken, you know. Yeah. But I just feel yeah. like it it was just a perfect match, you know, for him to be over there with Pat Riley and Mickey and everybody. So Yeah, man. It was a good it was a good year for us, all things considered, man. I, I can't even speaking, complain. Speaking about redemption, uh I I gotta do a wild leap here, but um the Fresh Prince reunion, man. OG Aunt Viv and Will Smith finally hashing out 30 years of beef. Yo, first of all, that reunion special was so well done. Like, yeah, I watched it at least three times already. (laughs) Yeah, it's that good, though. Like, it's that good. Like, Like, Fresh Prince is probably like, as far as like my favorite sitcoms, it's probably in my top two. And on some days, it's not number two. The other show being The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people all the time, yeah, when me and Mel had this conversation about uh, Fresh Prince and Martin, uh, I wasn't really allowed to watch Martin like that in my house. I had to sneak and watch it at other people's houses. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got older that I was able to appreciate Martin for what it was, but that put me in a the the Fresh Prince category because I could watch it. I right. was able to keep up with it every week. Like if I didn't go to um, actually Melissa's house, Melissa's, you getting a, a huge shout out in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it was actually going over to her house where her her aunt would have the the VH, she would record them on VHS, and I would watch them at her house. But I grew up like, and Fresh Prince was my show. I, I yeah. Love Fresh Prince. Um, Fresh Prince is legit like a show for everybody. Like kids could watch yeah. it, adults could watch it, and just genuinely enjoy it. You see what I'm saying? Like that's the genius of that show. What I the cool not cool thing, but what I liked about um, the reunion, even people we didn't care about them bringing Nikki on at the end. I'm like, who's this nigga? But I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how they were able to just recreate the set and talk about like you could see even with the audition tapes like oh nah this, this is going to be Hillary or this is going to be um, Carlton mm-hmm. just seeing the camaraderie is not the word I'm looking for but the togetherness they said you know this is the family we've known for six years and like the, we're the, always the, around each other the the chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. There you go. <laughs> Bingo. The chemistry. Um, I I love the reunion. Uh, I'm glad they got to the root of what happened with the Aunt Viv uh, switch because she was uh she was blasting well every chance she got. Yo, blast not just him, but uh, but Carlton also Alfonso Riviero. She was blasting those two guys. A lot. And I don't know if you noticed, but in, in the reunion, 
when the original Aunt Viv was hugging everybody who was not there. Carlton. So I think I I, I didn't I, even I, beat that. Now I gotta go back and uh like I said, I watched I it three times. <laughs> <laughs> so when you watch it more, you know you notice some things, you know. And I saw that and I was just like, ah, he's still holding on to it because she was she was talking crazy about him too, calling him like a media whore or whatever. And I, I, my wife and, 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 and it's only in an, an assumption because I could just be wrong and it, it could just be a coincidence that you just didn't see Carlton there. But no, nah, it might be something yeah. else to it. You pull the string enough, you, you, it'll lead somewhere. My yeah. wife kept saying while we was watching it, like, I don't blame Will for that. Like, he was young. You were older than he was. Right. Like, I granted you were going through your own personal stuff and all that, but he was young. Not to say yeah. that you get you get a you get a get out of jail free pass, but it's like you were holding a grudge against someone who was a kid. Right. Like they were thrust into stardom because they were like a rapper. Now they're on uh, primetime TV. Like, yeah, it is ego. Of course. Yeah, like will will now and the will that was started Fresh Prince, completely different people. And I of don't even course. know the nigga like that to, to talk uh, <laughs> speak on it. But of just course. seeing how he like how he, he even in dealing with her, like him saying like I, I, there was stuff that I didn't know, like and everything was a threat to me. Like, right, I can understand that. Like, Quincy's handing you the show basically on a silver platter. Right, you, you're Grammy nominated, Grammy award winning. Like, like so, yeah, this could be going in a minute. Like, they bring somebody else in here, get you smooth out of here. Right, exactly. Exactly. And if you notice, she was like, yeah, like I was going through all of this, but I didn't really say anything to anybody. And it's like, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, why? like so how are you holding me accountable for something? And like the point that was made clear to me was, oh, well, yeah, it wasn't just you. I wasn't talking to anybody. I would uh, come and go to my dressing room. I'm like, fam, then you were the issue. I mean, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. Like, if you have a problem, speak your piece. You know what I mean? You're you're a big part of the show. I'm pretty sure they would have accommodated you to some degree. See what I'm saying? Like, but it is what it is. I didn't I was, it was it was cool that the two Aunt Vivs like actually met and they were like mad cool. Like I thought that was super dope. I, I'm gonna ask you, I don't want you to lie to me. Did you uh was it was there a lot of dust in your house when they did the James Avery part? Uh, a lot of onions, man. A lot of cut onions. <laughs> just, just, just by coincidence. Just by coincidence, I just happened to be cutting onions, and then the game's everything just happened, and just like, and what's weird is that it happened all three times. Like I was cutting onions, and then the James everything, and just like, okay, this Dang, is just man. You got to keep the onions away, and if you watch the <laughs> time, you have to. I can't the help it, though. man. I, I, I like to cut onions when I watch the, <laughs> the James Avery <laughs> tribute, man. That's just how I get, that's just how I give it up. <laughs> no, but, but like I, the tribute I, was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, being well done isn't even the half. And I'm just, 
mad that like we're robbed of certain stuff like uh not being able to get a, a martin reunion because tommy's not here and, right, uh, right like stuff where people haven't gotten over beef i'm i'm happy that will and uh og aunt viv were able to squash whatever it was and do a reunion because it would have been weird um doing a reunion with just light skin on, on viv it would have been weird, but it wouldn't have been super weird because the reason and the reason why I say that is because, I mean, throughout the years, especially like in recent times, we've seen like, you know, the cast take pictures together with no OG on Viv. So it's like for me, I kind of just got used to the idea of like, yeah, they don't fuck with the OG on Viv and <laughs> you know why. And it's just like it is what it is kind of thing. But like to hit, like I mean, of course, to have her is just the best thing you can possibly do, and that's what you know. That's what what made the reunion so special. That's one of the things that made the reunion so special, you know. It's it's crazy to think that uh, not even to think, but it's when he told the story about how he actually got the show, and like Quincy basically being like, nigga. The show is for you. Like all you gotta do is go out there and read lines for the heads of NBC and some other people. Like, but the show is yours, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, for somebody who wasn't an actor, just I want to know what the vision was behind that, honestly. Cause like, how would one know that it's Will Smith that 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 like before Will Smith is Will Smith? Obviously, like, how do you know that it's him that should be the Fresh Prince? of Bel-Air. See what I'm saying? As opposed mm-hmm. to someone who's a established actor already doing the same role. Like what 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 difference what changes it? You see what I'm saying? Like that's like, that's uh, like genius. 100% genius. I yeah. think uh charisma got a lot to do with it because in Will's videos, music videos like he had personality and I can't pretend to speak for Quincy, but I'm gonna act like I, I'm gonna act like me and Quincy had a conversation, and he divulged all the stuff to me. Uh, you gonna hear first first time new exclusive uh, Quincy Jones? Why I chose Will Smith take? Um, <laughs> I just, I just think he saw the charisma. I think he saw the charisma, and I don't think anybody knew that Will Smith was going to be Will Smith. I think right. they just saw, oh well this guy can bring us a different audience. I think that might have been, mm. like, he's popular. People know him. People that may not necessarily be watching NBC, they know him. He may right. be able to bring some people over, like... And it could it could have flopped miserably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with someone who couldn't act. I mean, given he has all the charisma in the world, but, like, if you're going to bomb the acting part, then anything goes after that. See what I'm saying? So Yeah. I would love to know what scene he had to do for the audition that, like, Quincy knew he was the right person, but to convince everybody else, like, oh, nah. He, he's, he's the one. We're going to strap the rocket to this guy and I'm stratosphere. I'm gonna assume that it's probably it might actually be something that never aired. 
You know what I mean? Or some, it was just something like a rough draft of something, you know? Because I know the audition, like if you notice, like in the auditions for everybody else, they did scenes from the first episode, right? Mm. So I know there's a disparity to when they got Will Smith versus when they got everybody else. By the time they got everybody else, you know, the first episode was already written. I don't know if it was written when they were still trying to get Will Smith. So it might just be something that just never made the cutting room floor, so to speak. That's just my educated guess. I was hoping they would have showed that. I'm sure they couldn't have because I was hoping they would show that too. I was hoping for some footage too, but you know, you can't get everything you want. <laughs> it's all good. I'm out. I'm do you do you want James Harden in Brooklyn? I don't I don't you mentioned you can't get everything you want, and that's um, a big part of free agency. That um do I want James Harden in Brooklyn? Um not because you're a Nets <laughs> fan, but just because what it would do I, for Brooklyn. You know what? You know the only reason why I would want him in people could see the kind of disaster that it would turn out to be. Because mm. if James Harden is there with Kyrie Irving, that's that, that that's two niggas that want the ball all the time. <laughs> and that's on top of the fact that Kevin Durant is there, so he's he's gonna need the ball. Like it's gonna it, it I, I would love to for people to see how how disastrous that can be. Because I see people saying, like, oh, my God, that would be such a great move. And I'm just like, what? Nah, hell no. Yeah. And they they say all the time what well, they said with Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what a great football. move. What, what? No, nah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what a great what uh, a move that was made that was great. Um, Kelly Oubre going to the Warriors. That was a great move. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay. I ain't mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. Kelly Oubre, that's a good, that's a great look. Because he plays good defense. He can shoot. He can shoot. He's a good two-way player. He's no Clay Thompson, I don't think. But I mean, under this kind of system, who knows? Who knows what could happen? So he might just have his breakout gonna... season this year. We'll, we'll, we'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to get into uh, the Kevin Hart uh, stand-up, but we, we can save it for another time. Did you see it? I did not see it. And see, I was, I, 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 was, I, I said I was going to watch it. I said I was going to watch it, but... But you're too busy cutting on you. I, I was just like... <sighs> <laughs> Because then I started thinking about his other stand-ups and how I feel about those. And I was just like, I'll get to it when I get to it kind of thing. See what I'm saying? Like, Because with the other ones, like I'll watch it one time and think it's funny, but then I'll watch it the second time and can't even finish it. Like, there's just no kind you of... You must be talking about right. the later uh, stand-ups. Not, I'm, not talking about, I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about all oh, of them. Oh, nah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Laugh at my pain. What's the other one before that? Seriously funny. That one is actually pretty good. Seriously funny is pretty good. 
But Laugh at My Pain, like, I can't even watch that anymore and laugh. Laugh at My Pain, I didn't like. Uh, Let Me Explain, I think, was that uh, seriously funny. And Let Me Explain, I think, were the two that I liked the most. But The one part that I liked from Let Me Explain was um, the the part about the... um, What was it? Where it was like, help me, help Help me, me. (laughs) nigga, help me. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite part of that one. But that one is that that one is okay too. But I can only watch that part. (laughs) That and the bump bump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yo, I, I don't know why I grouped this the way I did, or it may seem random now, but because it, it just came to my mind. How do you feel about coming back full circle to music? How do you feel about the two alleged verses that we have coming up, T.I., Wayne, and 50 Game, if those happen? If those happen, that'll be, that'll be two... Two body bags. That's two body bags, bro. <laughs> like one may be more of a body bag than the other, but okay, let me break this down real quick. There's like, and I and CJ, I gotta credit CJ for saying this yesterday. There's about four different ways that Wayne could beat TI. Like his catalog is that extensive. See what I'm saying? Like there's it's just mm-hmm. He just has way too much, and 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 not to you know, Ti has his hits, of course, and he could even get to twenty, but with that one, there's just levels. You know what I'm saying? And it may not show right in the beginning of the battle, depending on what they play, but it'll definitely show by the time the battle's over. So for that one. Wayne's gonna win, obviously, for me. As far as if Wayne plays that uh uh I'm not an alien or whatever stupid album that was, you play any of that the the later Wayne and not early Wayne, he's gonna be in for a problem. If he try to get cute and like play like the commercial stuff, it's gonna be a problem. He 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 I don't think he's that stupid. I mean he endorsed Trump, so he's pretty stupid, but I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think he's that I would hope he's not that stupid. But who knows? And I think that's something that like people don't really take into account also. It really depends on like if the artists know what to play. Like they would have the catalog, but do they have the wherewithal to know to play the right shit regardless? You know what I mean? There's no re- there's no way at all, Fab, uh Breathe didn't come on to the later rounds and Fab didn't play all of the stuff when they said, oh, well, we're just going to vibe out. There's no reason why you're playing those songs now. Like, those should have been in the clip. Those ain't bonus records. Right, exactly. Exactly. And if and, that, and that's like a, that's like those the... games... Say that again? Not I said if Luda Wayne plays those games where he wants to, like, try to save the heat... uh or do like the commercial stuff and not really give like the fans, the core fans, what they there to see because 
you can see Wayne perform right now. And if it's the Wayne that want to do auto tune, and not the Wayne that actually raps, hang it up. Corey, do that one more time. Yeah, right. Yeah, got it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if he go out there trying to play around, it's going to be a long night. Now, yeah. um, my thing with T.I., and I said this for the Buster thing, not that T.I. was going to beat Buster. Hey, Mama. Hey. You bringing me French fries? <laughs> no? Okay. If my thing with... My thing with T.I. and Buster was people were making it seem like T.I. didn't have hits. Not to say that T.I. was going to win, but they were making it seem like, oh, nah, get, get T.I. as a bum. He shouldn't even be uh, battling Buster. But I'm like, nah. Buster, yeah, Buster would have been a good battle. And I mean, it's still I wish he took that. It happened yet. Like, if, if it was T.I. and Buster, that would be a better battle for him. I don't think he'd win it. But he would stand a much better chance against Buster than Little Wayne. See what I'm saying? I'm glad like, you said that because I was actually uh, on a podcast that I'm on. Hello, beautiful people. George, what up? Um, we talked about doing uh, Facebook Live, uh, Buster versus T.I. And I yeah. might want you in the building for that, man. It's going to be on live, Zoom, you know. All right, let me know, man. We don't work that out, but yeah, I just—it's it, not to say Ti is gonna win, but I just want to show people like that take Ti for play play, that the man got some hits. Like, oh, he definitely got hits. He definitely got hits for sure. Like he's—he's like he's, no, he's, he's not chopped liver by any means. You know. So but, game fifty—if that even happens—do you think that happens? Um. Well, it could. It could. I mean, 50 agreed to do it. He just said that game can't play any songs with 50 on it. So it's like that just becomes an absolute slaughter at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because 50 will be the type that'll know what to play. I know it. I know he knows what to play. As calculated as 50 is with everything else, I think he switches up every time his name is brought up in the verses. He switches up his playlist depending on who, who we're talking about. Maybe. And I think 50 is the type of person that knows if I'm going against the game, I know what I know what I'm I'm a not G unit radio you out, but I can give you G unit radio for 10 clips and then go into get Richard Dot trying for the next 10. And then what you gonna do? Dude, like what like what records this game have that could even like make it a, a interesting battle like okay one blood is like a big record or it was a big record even though i fucking hate that song it's a big record it's a big record i'll give it i'll give him that um the song with kanye cool what else does he have and we're not counting the stuff with 50 because that would be the condition, like, if they do do the battle, is that he can't play any songs with 50 on it. So besides those two songs I just named, like, what does he have? He's going to end up playing a bunch of B-side shit that's going to get smoked. In the verse, like, because in the verses, ain't nobody trying to hear no B-sides. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll wait to see once they come out with the official versus uh, <laughs> posters. But I, I don't think we're getting T.I. Wayne. Uh, that just doesn't make sense to me. But No. It no. is what it is. I don't think T.I. wants to even do a versus to... anymore. Yeah. They should have gave us Drake Wayne like the concert. Yo, that would be interesting. That it was Drake Wayne like the concert because I feel like that's more that's more on brand uh, for Wayne than anything. Oh yeah, it's, 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 they're, they're on the same level as far as like just how you know the kind of legacy that they have, you know. So it, it mm-hmm. that would be interesting to see like who. Who would win? Like that, 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 that's one I couldn't call off the top. It would depend on what each of them play. And that would make for, you know, just great entertainment, man. Oh, man. You've been up here several times. You know, uh, how we do towards the end where we ask someone for a show. Sir, so I ask you, <sighs> what are you watching before we cut out of here? Okay, so I just finished watching Saints and Sinners. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, Saints and Sinners. It's a show that's on, uh, I think, Bounce TV. I just finished it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like some soap opera shit. But I gotta say, it's Thank pretty entertaining. Huh? You said Saints and Sinners? Sinners, yes. Saints and Sinners. And, uh, yeah, it has my my guy, the legend, Clifton Powell in it. And I don't know what it is about him, but he just cracks me up every time I see him. Oh, no, he's hysterical. I ain't going to hold you. This is my uh, vulnerability and transparency. Um, And I I hope that you don't laugh at me for this. But... Mm -hmm. um, I used to confuse Clifton Powell and the Bishop from Greenleaf all the time when I was younger and realized that they were two ah. different people. But You know what? I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> and speaking of Greenleaf, speaking of Greenleaf, I, that's actually what I'm watching right now. Like I just started watching that two days ago. I guess I'll come back to you uh when you get further along in the uh that's interesting. You're watching Saints and Sinners and, and Greenleaf. Yeah. You know, you know why though? It's because, well, obviously, you know, it, it kind of has the same concept with like, you know, the whole church kind of thing. But uh on one episode of Saints and Sinners, they they actually threw a shot at Greenleaf. And I'm just and it made it like once I heard the shot, I was just like. Now I kind of want to see like Greenleaf just to see which show is better, you know? Oh man. And um, so here we are. <laughs> here we are. All right. Saints and Sinners, Greenleaf combo for you. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be really corny, but um, I'm, this is for the kids. Marty Mar love the kids. Hollywood <laughs> love the kids. I'm sure everyone's. Uh, Speaking about Jingle Jangle on Netflix, that's for the kids. I give you the kid-friendly pick. And then okay. for the adults, Undoing on HBO Max. 
Uh, I think it's only five episodes in right now, but HBO's uh, starting to do that. Uh, we're not watching nobody else with HBO on Sunday thing again. So, mm. and you said it's the called undoing. what now? Undoing. Undoing. Okay. Yeah, I'm I might have to it. check that one out. I might have to check that Gaffy one. Got plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, quarantine Thanksgiving? Uh, honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm staying home. <laughs> what else I'll be doing? I have no idea. Probably just you know eating all day, chilling all day. You know, just relaxing because I have the week off. So. I uh, I proposed the idea to my family to do a, a Thanksgiving Zoom. Like, we'll just see if we get together, laugh. Uh, I don't know if we'll actually cook and uh, eat in front of each other on Zoom. But I thought it just because everything's getting crazy, I feel I felt like that would have been a cool a cool idea to do since we can't physically get together. So we'll see if they even care to do to do that. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> My, 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 my family would love something like that because yesterday um it was my um my twin cousins there it was their birthday yesterday and then uh it was like around seven o'clock you know everybody got like on a zoom just to sing happy birthday to them so when you bring up something like that they would they i mean i, I might just mention that to them see if they want to do it they'll probably be like oh yeah so thanks for the hey, idea man. sir <laughs> hey no problem that's what I do. I give out ideas. I like to cu curate ideas and generate uh, the vibes. Yes, sir. I, I don't like any of that, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I like, as I always tell you, get your excuses ready. Um, save the Corona excuse because you're going to need it later on, but uh, call it something else. Call it the vid. Don't call it Corona. The vid makes it sound a little bit more scary and uh, life-threatening, as Kevin Hart said. Uh, but as always, I'll catch you on the next side. Happy Thanksgiving. If you don't hear from us before then, uh, John, Jonathan, I appreciate you again, of course, sir. My man, my man. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Always a blast. <laughs> a blasty blast. And we're, yes. one of these days we're going to talk about, uh, your cousin, uh, Pat O'Reilly, but we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> One of these days, yes. <laughs> got you, got you. All right, man, I shall holler at you. Yes, sir. <laughs>